welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello, and welcome to episode 235 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me today. Okay, I have a really good episode today. We are talking about how to just not be controlled by the food anymore. This is a topic that comes up a lot when I'm talking to physicians who are considering joining me inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. And I talk to them about like, what's going on right now? Where are your struggles? And a common thing that they will say to me is, I just don't want to be controlled by this anymore, or I want to be able to take my control back from the food. And so I thought that this would be a really good topic because I know that there's a lot of you out there that are dealing with the same thing where you're like, what the heck is going on? Why does this food have so much power over me? Why can it get me to do stuff that I promised myself I wasn't going to do earlier in the same day? And all of a sudden I feel like I don't have a choice. If you've been there, this episode is for you. We're going to talk about how that power differential happens and how you can start taking your control back. Because the more that you feel in control in your eating decisions, in your weight loss, the more successful you will be. It's one of the biggest disadvantages or disservices that diet culture has done to us is taught us that we aren't in control of our weight loss. And any situation where you don't feel in control, it's going to be hard to be successful in. So if you are a physician listening to this and you identify with what I just talked about, you are sick of feeling out of control around food, I can help. This is what I do. And it's my zone of passion. I love helping physicians go from feeling really out of control with food, not understanding why they have such issues with eating when they know so much. And I can take you Mm -hmm. to feeling peace with food having the journey of losing weight feel so much easier, so much more relaxed, so much more positive because you have control over how you eat without like wrestling the control. (laughs) It's not what I teach you. It's not about like, how do you just wrestle that piece of your brain that wants to eat to the ground and make it not eat? It's about really understanding it and coming at it from a different direction where you don't have to wrestle it anymore. You don't always have to obsess about the food and yet you start to see more results in your weight loss. If that sounds good to you, the next step is to head over to my website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab. And when you scroll down that page a little bit, there'll be a button to fill out an application to work with me. I do it this way so that you have the opportunity to really talk to me and really explore what it is that you're wanting from coaching in weight loss so that we can make sure when you join Thrive Academy for Physicians that it really is the right choice for you. This application process is not a high pressure 
process. It's about starting a conversation with me and giving you an opportunity for us to have private discussions regarding what it is that you're struggling with. There is no obligation when you fill in an application. It really is about just starting the conversation with me. So head over there, fill out an application today. You'll thank yourself later for doing it. Okay. I wanted to tell you a story because this idea about I just don't want this to control me anymore really resonates with me. When I hear a physician say that, I'm like, oh, I have been there. And the time where it had the biggest impact on me was I was still struggling with the Wendy's French fry thing. I had worked on it. I had created a lot more understanding about why I kept ending up in the drive-thru ordering Wendy's French fries, but I hadn't been able to stop yet. And I had tools that probably would work, but... And this is, I'd started to learn some of these coaching tools, but there was this disconnect, this gap of how do I actually use them? Because those Wendy's French fry cravings felt almost scary to me in that I didn't know what would happen if I just tried not to eat because they'd felt so incredibly compelling for so long for me. I still remember the day I was driving and I'm like, why is it that I don't want to eat these fries anymore? And I was working on coming up with a good reason. And the reason that came up for me was I just don't want them to control me anymore. And it was really, I just didn't want my life to be defined by whether or not I was going to go through a Wendy's drive through anymore. And if you've been there, you know what that's like, where your whole day feels like you're constantly thinking about it, worrying about it, trying to figure out how not to do it. And that's what years and years and years of my life had been like. And so my why as to why I wanted to stop eating the Wendy's French fries was I just don't want this to control me anymore. And that thought gave me the power to start using those tools I had learned and applying them to the Wendy's French fries. And when I did, it was fantastic. It was within three days, my relationship with the Wendy's French fries had totally changed. They didn't have the same power over me. But what I needed was to recognize that dynamic that existed between me and the fries in order to have the power to take that step, to start actually using the tools, to trust myself that I could use the tools, to trust that I could be okay if I chose not to eat the fries and dealt with that craving in a different way. And I offer that because I know for so many of you, the idea of not eating when you have a craving feels scary. It feels almost dangerous. And recognizing that if we can just change the conversation about taking back control, sometimes that in its own right makes it feel so much easier for you to take those steps and start to handle the craving differently. Start to try some other things. Start to just try not eating without fighting the urge to eat. And if you can work on that and play with it a little bit, and if this concept of control really resonates with you, then use it to your advantage to create the change or to at least start the change that you're wanting to create in your life. So let's talk about why it is that we feel controlled around food. Like what is it about food that makes us feel so controlled? Uh, There's other things in our life that we also may feel controlled around and probably a lot of what we're going to talk about today you could apply to other areas of your life too. But for food, one thing is food definitely does activate our dopamine receptors in our brain. And let's be honest, like the food that we feel out of control around is not the asparagus and the green salads. It's more of the processed food. It's the fast food. 
It's the food that has been manufactured to ensure it activates your dopamine receptors in the most efficient way. The food companies have spent money to do this, to create the right combination, the right textures and sensations so that you do keep coming back. And that happens through the dopamine receptors. So the food that we crave, that we feel out of control around, I think it is really important to acknowledge that yes, it does activate dopamine receptors in your brain. So there is an element of neurobiology of your brain looks to it and says, that's a good food. We get pleasure from that. That makes us feel better. But more importantly, I think about why do we feel out of control? Because there's actually other things in our life that give us dopamine that we don't crave in the same way. So it's not just the dopamine. There's other aspects to it. So another aspect is how we've been programmed in our culture around food. There's a lot of discussion because we're not the only ones that feel out of control around food. There's a lot of just embedded discussion and how food is talked about that makes it sound like, we can't be in control around food. That might be different for everybody depending on what your house was like when you were growing up, what other people dealt with around food when you were growing up. But the general media, how it's portrayed in stories, how it's portrayed on TV, often has an element of we aren't the ones in control around food. Or we can be in control around some food, but other foods are like really, really hard. And if we look at weight bias, because weight bias is embedded into all parts of our culture, it's even more so. It offers more of a suggestion that if somebody has extra weight, they are less in control around food. They have more control issues, is the embedded weight bias that we all have been exposed to growing up, and we are still exposed to. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that that exists and that's there, because we've absorbed it like a sponge. And then if you're dealing with your eating, it's very easy to internalize that bias and that messaging that you've absorbed over your life and internalize it towards yourself. The third piece that makes the food feel so compelling and so hard to control yourself around is really the idea that it's not about the food. The food is not what's so compelling. The issue is that your brain is trying to fix something with that food. So when we think it's just about the food and when we think, oh, like, why do I keep eating this chocolate? We're missing the fact that there's something else going on, that it's not that chocolate is so incredibly irresistible. It's that our brain has associated it with being the solution for some other unmet need. And as physicians, often those unmet needs are lack of self-care, lack of time (laughs) to even think about (laughs) self-care, and stress that just hasn't been processed in some form or another. And at some point, your brain's like, this is really uncomfortable. We need to fix this. We need to fix it quickly. And by the way, we're really tired. We don't have a lot of energy. And so as a well-meaning brain, when it's trying to fix something, it's like, okay, Let's just reach for this food. It's easily accessible. It's going to activate our dopamine receptors so we will feel better. And we're not going to have to exert a ton of energy to deal with it. And if we don't look at that piece of the puzzle and we think it's just about the food, then you will constantly be driven back because you're never going to address the underlying reason why the food is there in the first place. And this is really why coaching is so powerful for weight loss and everything I talk about in this podcast, as well as what I 
teach and help the physicians in Thrive Academy for Physicians with is because we stop looking at the food and we start looking at why is the food there in the first place? What is the foundational driver here? And where can we address it in the least amount of effort place possible? So we feel controlled by food, not because of the food itself. We feel controlled by the food because of programming that we've received, because of some of the brain impacts of the food, but also just what our brain is trying to do with the food and the fact we have been taught to lose weight by focusing only on food. And so we have spent our life missing out on the actual drivers of the eating. We've been taught to put our energy into a really high effort, low yield place. And what we want to start to do, especially when you want to start feeling in control around food, is we need to shift that dynamic. We need to bring it where we're putting our energy into lower energy, higher yield places to focus. And that is when you start looking at the foundational drivers. Why am I eating this now? What might be going on? And really starting to understand how your brain interacts with food and how it offers food as suggestions and why it might be offering something at a certain time. Now, another piece of this is that we actually perpetuate how out of control we feel around food by how we talk to ourselves. So if you have ever said these things to yourself, I can't resist X, Y, or Z. I just, I have no choice. I'm going to have to eat that. I always end up eating blank. Or I just don't know why I keep eating this food. All of those thoughts are well-meaning. But notice that all of those thoughts create that sense that you aren't in control. They perpetuate your lack of control around food. And they're fine that you have them because that's how we've been taught. That's some of that society programming that we were talking about. That's how we've been taught to think about food. So the fact that they're there is totally fine. But if you want to feel more in control of your eating, those are good thoughts to start letting go of, to start questioning, do I actually want to say that to myself about this food? Or could I speak about it in a different way? I talk a lot about empowered food choices. And this is how I look at my food choices. I teach this to the physicians in my coaching program. And it's been very helpful for me to navigate different food environments. Because the reality is you can really be working on eating a certain type of food. But we live in a very food-focused environment. And you will need to have the skill to be exposed to the foods that you may currently feel like you don't have control around because there is no way to protect yourself where you just never get exposed to them. Sometimes we try that, especially when we first start losing weight. And I think it's an okay tool if that works for you, but you can't stop there. You can't be like the way I'm going to not eat this food is just make sure it's never in the house and never in my environment. Because at some point, some well-meaning friend is going to offer the food to you, or you're going to end up at a party and it's going to be there. You also need to work on the skill of how do I handle it? How do I talk to myself about those foods when they show up in my environment? And that's where empowered food decisions comes in about really making yourself feel empowered in any form of food decision. A lot of what I teach my coaching program, I've looked at how is it that I'm doing that and really tried to like break down how I'm approaching things differently than how I'm used to. So When my daughters got old enough to start baking, all of a sudden we had cupcakes and cookies and things that I, eating low carb, there had been a large portion of managing being consistent with my low carb of just not baking that stuff anymore. 
just not having it in the house. And all of a sudden I had people that were just regularly making it in my house. And I had to figure out how do I not eat that all the time? Because I didn't want to. So here's how you do an empowered food choice, how you speak to yourself differently about your food decisions. And this is really powerful when you play with it. First of all, you always start with acknowledging that you as an adult can eat whatever food you want. Anytime we tell ourselves otherwise, that I'm not allowed to eat that, I shouldn't eat that, I can't eat that, we're lying to ourselves. It's not true. That's why it doesn't resonate. Because we, as adults, could eat bags and bags and bags of chips all day long if that's what we chose to do. We can have whatever food your heart desires every single day because you're an adult. You have a vehicle generally or a way of transportation to access the food and probably financial means to access the food as well. So stop telling yourself you can't eat food. It doesn't work. It doesn't resonate. It feels out of integrity, basically, because it's just not true. Acknowledge, I could eat that if I want, because you could. You always can. And then let yourself look at what that might look like. Okay, so I could eat that food if I want. I can have that. What might that look like? So it's going to probably taste good. That's always actually a useful thing to question because some of the food we look at and we're like, oh, I should just eat that. It may not actually taste as good as what you think it's going to taste, right? But, you know, if you're like, yeah, it might taste good. How will I feel in a half hour? And, you know, a half hour after eating something, you might not have any leftover benefits from it. How will I feel a few hours later? How will I feel tomorrow? Just let yourself play it out. I could totally choose that path. Or if I were to choose not to eat this food in this moment, now listen to that very carefully because it's not like if I choose to never, ever, ever eat this food again because I shouldn't, that's usually how we talk to ourselves. It's if I were to choose to not eat this food in this moment, you're letting it be small You're not signing a contract to never be able to eat it again. This lets your brain calm down around the food. If I were to choose to not eat it in this moment, what might that look like? And so, you know, maybe there's going to be a little bit of discomfort. Usually using this empowered approach to your food choices is going to reduce a lot of the discomfort because you're not going to be wrestling with the craving anymore. You're just creating a clear decision for yourself. But there might be a little bit of discomfort. And then, you know, how are you going to feel in a half hour? How are you going to feel in a couple hours having not eaten this food? And then how will you feel tomorrow waking up and not having eaten this food? And what might be your reasons for not eating it right now? Again, it's not, what are your reasons to never eat this food again? It's like, just right now, what are your reasons for not eating it? Play with that and see how it feels. It can really change how you talk to yourself about food and it can go a long way to feeling more in control. So if we use the example of my kids have baked something, it smells good. The whole house smells like it. I go upstairs. I look at it. There's always that piece of my brain that's like, oh, maybe we should just have some today. And I always start with like, okay, well, I could, but why might I not want to? And I'm like, oh, you know, like for me, when I eat a bunch of baked carby stuff, the benefit is short-lived. And then I feel kind of gross. And the next day I might be more likely to have headaches. I might feel kind of more stiff and swollen in my hands, things I don't love. And so often the way I talk to myself is, you know what, I could totally have some right now, but I think I'm okay right now. I don't think I need it. Again, it's all about right now. You're making a decision in the moment. You're not signing a contract. It's just about right now. 
Okay, let's talk about three steps to take control back around food. A lot of it's been demonstrated in that empowered food choices example I just gave, but I wanted to lay them out step by step for you so that you really understand how do you start to approach this for yourself. Number one is you have to acknowledge your choices. Anytime you're telling yourself that you didn't have a choice to eat, it's going to be disempowering. You're going to feel more out of control. Even if you're making a choice to eat food that you know is not going to help your weight loss, maybe even if you're making choices that you've been making for days that you know where it's not helping your weight loss, you have to acknowledge it as a choice rather than saying, I'm so out of control. I can't stop myself. It's way better for you to say, you know what, right now I'm choosing to eat this food and I don't really know why, but I'm going to work on figuring it out. Or sometimes you might know, you might be like, right now I'm choosing to eat this food because I feel super stressed and this is the choice that I'm making right now. That immediately puts you in control. Even if you're making a choice to eat the food, you're taking the control back just by telling yourself that this is a choice and you as an adult are allowed to make choices around your food. Really watch where your brain wants to tell you that you don't have choices. That's part of the issue where you start to feel out of control around food. Number two is stepping out of shaming. A lot of where we lose control around food is how we shame ourselves about our eating habits, that we never should have done it. That was bad. You've blown it. Can't believe I did that. And really, when somebody comes at you saying you did something wrong, you never should have done it, your reaction Think about like what a five-year-old or a six-year-old would say is, oh, I had no choice. It wasn't my fault, right? Your reaction is to come up with those thoughts of like, I had no choice. I just can't control myself. I don't know why I keep doing this. It comes up with all those thoughts that are disempowering and make you feel more out of control. So stop shaming yourself. Let it just be that you made a choice to eat. You can make choices to eat. You can eat delicious food that does not help you with your weight loss, and that can be totally fine. It is not that something bad has happened. It is just that you made a food choice. Again, notice how if it's just that you made a food choice, that feels so much different on getting yourself back to maybe the next one's a healthier choice. Maybe it's not, but it feels a lot different to make your next food choice Then if you're like, I always do this, I'm so out of control, I can't believe that I did this and I never should have done it, your next food choice, trying to decide between a healthier or a less healthy option is not going to feel good and you are not going to feel empowered in it. So the shame never, ever, ever helps. We've been taught to do it. If it was going to work for you, you would be at your weight goal because every single one of us has done enough shaming in our lives that if it was a useful tool, we would be flying through our weight loss journey. It's not a useful tool. It actually slows you down. So just let go of it. Let it be just that you made a food choice. That's okay. It's okay to make food choices. And then number three is be curious. If we've taken away the shame and it's just a food choice, then we can get curious and be like, okay, I wonder what what was going on. Why might I have made this food choice right now? Why might I be craving this food right now? It gives you the opportunity to start actually finding those answers that we talked about earlier that are going to give you smaller effort, bigger impact in your weight loss journey. But it's very hard to be curious when you're shaming yourself. The place where you can be curious, get a deeper level of understanding and actually come up with solutions that are going to work for you is when you're acknowledging that it's your choice and it's okay to make choices. 
even when they don't help you with your weight loss, and you've let go of the shame. Then it creates space for you to be curious. And when you can be curious, you can stop shaming yourself and you can acknowledge your eating as choices. You are the one in control of your eating. That is going to feel so much better. You will feel more empowered in your eating. You will feel more in control, even when you're making a choice that doesn't help with your weight loss. And that's okay. And if you're in control when you make a choice that doesn't help with your weight loss, then it's going to have less of an impact. You're less likely to end up on that slide where like one food bite slides you towards the oblivion and weeks later you try and get yourself back on your plan. When you're the one making the choices, you feel empowered in your choices. That one bite, that one thing, those two things, they can just be one or two things. And then you can just be like, okay, now I'm going to get back. And I could keep eating this food, but why don't I want to? Why do I want to focus on a healthier food? Coming back to that decision-making tree of empowered food choices. All right. I hope that that was helpful for you. This is a really, really important topic. You may want to listen to this episode more than once because a lot of what we're working on here is deeply embedded processes on how we think about food. And we're talking about unwinding them and approaching food in a very different way. And so the first time it might land at one level, but it could take listening to it a couple of times to really get the deeper levels and really start putting this into practice in your life. All right. And as I mentioned before, is if this resonates with you, if you're like, oh, this feels better, I'd love to feel more in control with my food, I can absolutely help you to do that inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. You must be a physician to join, but head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab and fill out one of the application forms. And then we can have a chat and talk about what are your goals, what are the challenges you're facing, and how can I best help you? so that you have all the information you need to make a really empowered decision on whether or not you come join with us and work with me on an ongoing basis. All right, have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.